Welcome to another episode of Food for Thoughts. So what we decided to do for these last three episodes of Food for Thoughts this semester is we decided we want to talk a little bit more about specifically Christian things. We want to talk about things that um, that, that are not just psychological and sociological phenomena and how the church can be relating to them too. But we also just wanted to go uh, a little bit back to some of the basics of Christianity and explore some some topics of Christianity. Christianity. And so um, uh, what I wanted to do is, is for this week is make a working definition for what it means to be a Christian, what Christianity is at its core as defined by our students at CCF, like uh, specifically here at the University of Iowa. But to make uh, a, a working definition for uh, for who a Christian is and what a Christian believes. And what we wound up actually doing uh, is, is that, but it really came off more as a creed. Uh, it, it came off as, let's call it the CCF creed. Let's call it the Campus Christian Fellowship creed. Uh, we wound up making this thing, it's just a statement of, of what we believe about God at the very core and what we believe our role is at the very core. Not any of the necessarily um, super complicated theological topics, but the things that we said ultimately all Christians should at least adhere to this. And then all the other stuff is really, uh, we're going to use the word non-essential because um, what we did is I just had them put up, we wrote down on the board just lists of things that uh, that we wanted to do, bullet points of of things that, that are important for Christians, things that are important for Christians to believe or to understand uh, and to talk about. And so we talked about the fact that God exists, and we talked about Jesus being God's Son. We talked about, of course, the sacrifice of Jesus. We talked about the Immaculate Conception of Jesus being born of a virgin. We talked about the descent of the Holy Spirit and about the Holy Spirit's empowerment in us. We talked about the Great Commission. We talked about the church. We talked about um, love. We talked about prayer. We talked about um, heaven. We talked about hell. We talked about the Bible. And we talked uh, about uh, about um, just all, a bunch of different types of things. And what we wound up doing is I said, all right, now that we have this list, uh, is there anything that we want to take off of this list? And there was a couple things that we decided to take off the list. Uh, primarily, uh, I'll just use this one as an example. Uh, we took hell off the list because hell is something that none of us decided we wanted to include it as an essential for the Christian faith. It's something that we decided is a non-essential. It's something that is important for us to understand, but at the end of the day, uh, we don't really think that um, that hell is worth uh, all of our time and consideration thinking about and making it a core identity of who we are because our core identity of who we are as Christians is searching for heaven. We didn't, we didn't uh, decide to remove heaven because that is the goal. And while there are many different beliefs on what heaven and hell actually look like uh, based off of what the text says because they're very vague because um, there's just not a super great understanding because people that were living that haven't experienced heaven are only writing about what they can't possibly comprehend. And, uh, and so we decided to, uh, to remove hell because we decided that hell is a, non, is a non-essential because sure, it might be important, but I believe that if you listening to this have a very different belief on me, uh, or belief than me about hell, that's totally fine. I think we're both going to the same place. Um, unless there's a bunch of other different things 
the ability. But if that's the one thing that we disagree on, I think we're okay. Like I, I don't think it's important enough for us to actually um, make an essential of Christianity. I think it's important for us to talk about, but not necessarily something that we can um, that we can say necessarily defines who we are as Christians. And so in that regard as well, um, what you're not going to get in this what is a Christian is current political climates. You're not going to get, oh, you only have to be a a Republican or a Democrat or an independent or you have to be uh, non-affiliated with politics. You have to be um, pro this law, you know, for example, uh, abortion and drinking and uh, drinking age and uh, um, uh, substance use, depending on the substance. things such as gender issues like we're just we that's not what we consider the essentials of what it means to be a christian and while they are important things to talk about we just didn't want to include that because i think you and i can have very different views on any of those things that i listed and i think we're going to be okay i think we'll both be partying up together in heaven where we don't have to worry about all those different things and so what we want to do is forty forward forming this creed uh, out of what we called uh, what we decided were the essentials so it's it's a super short paragraph um, two three sentences um, and and what I want to do is I just want to read this through you and I want to talk about the things that we said have to be a core and why we chose to phrase this this way so uh, it's, so I'll just read the creed for you once out loud all the way through and then we'll break it down so it says we know This is the CCF Creed. We know God the Father exists, whose son, Jesus, was born of a virgin, died on a cross, was resurrected, and by this we have grace and salvation. We believe in the Holy Spirit who descended after Jesus ascended to heaven to aid us in the completion of the Great Commission which formed the church. Together we commune with God and love everyone until we die and go to heaven or Jesus returns. We know all of this because of the Bible given to us by God for our benefit. So that is what we decided that the CCF creed is. And what I want to do is break that down um, bit by bit. So it starts off by saying we know. Well, we when we decided that it was looking a little bit more like a creed, uh, we took a look at some of the uh, some of the creeds, name, primarily the Apostles' Creed um, that maybe you've heard before and maybe you haven't. But the Apostles' Creed is something that I think is is a uh, is is a good foundational for just a. Essentially, I think most of what we talked about is in the Apostles' Creed. I think there are some uh, some differences um, in in wording, and I think there's some differences in they list some things that we don't, we list some things that they that they don't. But it's it's fair pretty similar to this uh, but we decided one thing that we hate about it is uh, uh, is that it's it says I believe and there is power in an individual declaring something there is an, uh, an understanding of that there is something there is some beauty in that and I and I am personally for uh, a lot of songs are written in this like I believe or I um, uh, I know or whatever and I know that a lot of songs when they sing them at churches they change the lyrics to we and I Sometimes I'm totally in favor of that, and sometimes I'm totally am not, because I think that there is is both power in declaring something individually together, saying I believe. But if everybody is saying I believe, then it comes across as we believe. But we decided for a creed, if we're writing this as a group of people instead of an individual, it has to be plural. We have to talk about we, and we decided to to say no because instead of believe, because no implies uh, confidence, and no implies. Uh, that there that there is um, 
at least in these matters, there is no wavering. Um, we could talk about we believe uh, on I, I think that it's that would be okay if we talked about we believe and we could talk about um, specific things that aren't directly stated in the Bible. But given that we held all of these things to be in uh, based out of scriptural authority, that we decided why not say no. So we know God the Father exists. So rule one from for all Christians and even Jews alike should be God exists. Cool. Now that we've established that, so they said, whose son, Jesus. So we want to incorporate that Jesus is the son of God. Uh, and then, of course, was born of a virgin. And so we uh, we decided to include that because um, that is a pretty important part to the narrative because it talks about Jesus's, or Jesus being the son of God the Father, but that Jesus was also born of a virgin, making him fully human and fully God as declared by the Nicene Creed. Uh, which if you have not uh, taken a look at that, I would encourage you. That's another creed that uh, I would encourage you uh, to look at. Uh, but uh, but it implies that Jesus is both divine and humanly, therefore able to suffer on a cross, but also able to have power and authority to do miracles and to heal people and to resurrect from the dead and to uh, to be God and to have authority. So, uh, so we know that God the Father exists, whose son Jesus was born of a virgin. And then we just decided, let's just keep on listing all that Jesus did since being, since Jesus is, uh, not all that, that Jesus did, but the core essentials of what Jesus did, because uh, since Jesus is the foundation of our religion, then let's talk a little bit about that. So he was born of a virgin, died on a cross because you can't have Christianity without the death of Jesus, and uh, then he said was resurrected, was resurrected, which again you can't have resurrection without. Um, uh, or you can't have Christianity without the resurrection of the crucified Lord. And so uh, we figured those were both two very non-negotiable essentials for uh, for for Christianity today and uh, specifically what we believe or what we know, rather. Uh, and, so, and by this, we have grace and salvation. So because he died on the cross and was resurrected, by this, we have grace and salvation. And the Bible seems to be pretty clear that, um, that when Jesus died, uh, he forgave us all once forever. Um, that Jesus, the work over 2,000 years ago, sacrificed on a cross, st- uh, still uh, abounds in us today and still forgives us today. And so because of the death and resurrection of Jesus, we have grace. And because we have the grace, we have salvation. We have entrance into heaven to be with God because we have that grace. We believe in the Holy Spirit who descended after Jesus said it. So first of all, uh, we believe in the Holy Spirit. Now we decided um, that... Uh, uh, well, we probably should have changed this to, to we know, um, but it just, I think, for a matter of, of flowing. I mean, we still decided that we want to keep plural, but we believe in the Holy Spirit who descended. Um, yeah, so we know that the Holy Spirit exists. We'll, we'll go ahead and change that here because I'm, I think we just overlooked it. Uh, we know the Holy Spirit exists, and he descended after Jesus ascended. So the Spirit comes down after Jesus ascends into heaven uh, in Acts 2. And this, because the Spirit descends, it dwells within us and it dwells among us. God's presence is here on earth with us in the form of the Holy Spirit. And this happens after Jesus ascends into heaven, Acts chapter 2. Uh, if you... Uh, want to f- read that passage in the Bible, uh, but the sp- and then we talked about the Spirit's work. So the Spirit's work is to aid us in in the completion of the Great Commission. So to aid us, um, because the Spirit empowers us and and moves us into completing the work, uh, and that the Spirit can um, can guide us, and the and the Spirit can uh, to, can do all these things uh, can do all these things 
Uh, we can do all these things by the power of the Spirit. And the Spirit can convict us uh, to do these things. So so kind of aid, I think a lot of times get this negative connotation of, uh, you know, it's the Robin to Batman. It's just a sidekick uh, when you use the word aid. But we decided to use the word aid as a uh, as a sort of, uh, of guidance, meaning in terms of guidance, uh, not in terms of a sidekick. But we want to talk about who uh, it's, uh, to... Um, to really lead uh, us in the completion of the Great Commission. So the Great Commission is that uh, Matthew 28 chapter where it says, uh, uh, where Jesus is the last commands of Jesus according to Matthew. And uh, Jesus says, go uh, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching to observe all that I have commanded and know that I am with you until the end of the age. And we believe that is the mission of the church and the spirit empowers us to carry out that mission. So uh, to aid us in the completion of the great commission, again, that's that verse, which formed the church. And so we believe that the church is founded on that mission and the Holy Spirit empowers us to carry out that mission. All right, last sentence. Together we commune with God. So again, together implying that the church is is not just a CCF or the church is not just whatever church you might be a part of locally. The church is not just the churches that we're involved here within Iowa. The church is not just a singular lowercase c church, but the church is the unified body of Christ. And so together we live out this mission and together we commune with God. And we decided that that prayer was a non-essential, that the ways that we communicate with God uh, was a non-essential. But, uh, but it's not just prayer. There's, there's prayer and there's confession and there's different methods of spiritual disciplines such as Electio Divina and Examine and um, uh, Psalms and just all different sorts uh, of ways that we can commute with, commune with with God, and so we just decided to very broadly say we commune with God as a means of saying we pray to Him, and uh, and we we study His Word, and we uh, do whatever we can to try to grow our relationship and have direct communication uh, with God. As uh, so we commune with God or together, we commune with God and love everyone until we die, because loving is the the goal of the church. Jesus says that the. Uh, the two greatest commandments of all are to love God and to love others. And so that's what we believe that we need to do. So to love God and to love everyone, uh, also meaning uh, everyone implying all-inclusive, regardless of religious background, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of gender, regardless of whatever characteristic you might put in there, regardless of race, regardless of sex in general, regardless of uh, of sin, regardless of uh, whatever. Our job as the church is to love and so we wanted to make it sound inclusive for every single person, but we also want to talk about love being the center of that. And so love everyone until we die um, or, and go to heaven or Jesus returns because we talked about how either we will die and then go to heaven or Jesus will return and then in theory, uh, well, not theory, and then the new, the new heaven and the new earth will be here and we will experience that afterlife. And so we said, until we die, go to heaven because we believe that heaven is a core part of this of our faith. Heaven is um, something that we are striving um, to go to so that we can uh, we can commune with God after this life. We can be in this existence. We can live in His His presence where there is no sin, where there is no hardship, where there is no wrong, where there is nothing, nothing but good. And that is what we strive for. And we strive for that every single day until we die or till Jesus returns and we're going to die anyway, or at least our life will be radically changed as we know it. Our, real, our world, our existence will be radically changed as we know it. And so we decided that that is the end goal. And so that's where we need to end that part. But then we said, we know all of this because of the Bible. 
And so that is that is giving us um, that is declaring the Bible as the ultimate authority. And we're not saying we be, we just believe these because it sounds right, but we're saying we believe these because we've, it was backed up by scriptural truth. The Bible that we believe, the sixty-six book Bible from Genesis to Revelation, that we as the church have decided this is the word of God that God has given to us. And so that's the next part given to us. By God for our benefit because God gives this to us as a tool for us to better know him to better serve him to better worship him and to better love and serve others and so we believe in the Bible and we know that the Bible has authority because it is God ordained and God gave it to us for our benefit and his glorification so that is what we have decided the CCF Creed is that is what we have decided is that is the essentials of Christianity in our mind, and that is um, how we believe we need to respond as the church is by uh, living out the Great Commission, empowered by the Spirit, and loving everybody, and loving God till we die, or Jesus returns. So there's your food for thought for the week. That's what we have. Uh, that's what we talked about through the course of the hour. Next, uh, we got two more episodes coming up this semester, and uh, they are very exciting. So um, uh, we will see you guys next week, and then there is a Thanksgiving break. So it'll be two weeks for the following episode. Hope you guys have a great week, and uh, an even better Thanksgiving. <laughs>